When the light was dim below the tree of proposal, the only sound that could be heard was that of drops of ink like rolled up newspaper, anticipating borrowed books in darkness. There is a displacement in the city, not unlike the strange occurrence the man with the cubist face had in Europe, in which the panes of his face became riveted and hinged together at odd angles and where he could express his emotions naturally before, now constricted as he was limited to only those few movements which were possible as the hinges would allow. It did not last very long as he sailed through states of mind, each one undoing a hinge until at last he had nothing to endure except the cool air of spring, as slowly as a weather vane he tessellated in a lazy wind. Blue, the scent of her favorite food upon her breath finally sat letting Guy hold her as their somas intermingled, watching carefully as a few birds in the city flew through their field, as if dancing their flight in a most uplifting wind. Guy could feel Blue shift her soma as if to nod to the birds with the safest thing she knew. Like a small kick, as the birds shifted accepting the greeting, one of them turning over like a paper airplane as it speeds toward a tree house. The sound of a cephalopod limb curling toward the well outside the city, as if to spot a treacherous deed across grass shining in the sunlight, scatters maple seed husks across the pathway toward the row of houses covered in crows. An attachment on the skin, spindling like fibers, moments before. Setting sun, nostalgia of wanting to run a white-crowned sparrow. The skin finding each end as images nudged themselves together floating as the trees reached toward the plotting units attempting to gather what was slowly being slipped from their most peripheral branches, as if and as if it was only needing in the simple placation of eyes, to a subtle weakness bristling unlike the cackled wrens. A longer dawn than usual, and yet the Olfactory and Visual Corporation and the Pill and Mail Distribution Center. The offerers flushed pulses from a pipe at the southwest portion of the buildings. There was always much debate over what sort of pulses these were, as they were the only ones in the city displaced from way lines. Not an heir to complacent, as they had not been created in the buildings themselves. Rather, the debate seemed quite to be over whether or not they were able to make their way into the way lines and assimilate harmoniously with the city itself. Blue, sitting at a plotting unit in the time when 
clock still existed in the city, watches as attachments gather in rows along the skin, a ridgeback as calm and collected as a winged spindle tree runs through the skin from the grasslands. Taranone covering its entire form, its opaque translucence creating a sort of protective disillusionment for the images on the skin to gather behind. There was no doubt that they were as natural as any other pulses in the city, but nothing ever sits quite well with the city when there are pulses searching for way lines to fit into. Do all of these pulses were not already in the way lines as they exited the pipe? Curious to seem to encourage an oozing flow of pulses as not one pulse ran astray as they found their way into the way lines, stretching. Out like thread and then pulses individuate and caring for a charge of flow which allowed them to navigate through the way lines without a follow. They could be seen to turn, to push, and wend around the city, moving in the same tempo and cadence with the other pulses and yet distinguishable. Land maneuvering of roads, almost a translation of a locus of brutal soma from the building with no name. Waylines shifting to connect between branches while birds fly between limbs. It looked like a delicate sense of attempting to catch their tail feathers while it was that it kept still the attachments on the skin and allowed the tree to move in the wind without Spanish moss getting caught together while the branches move. Once every tree had found itself to be put with a hole, sized perfectly to emulate the room the fuchsia ancient had, there was only a sense of danger within the forest for the leaves aching to be pent up again. As pulses danced from behind the lake, each moment passing quiet and slow to fill the unbraided silences with a perfect pitch, Loons calling into the quadrants before the pulses reach the skin. Each and every one let a hand softly flow, as if not a memory to be gained for the mailbox. Soma soft and furtive as ever, consisting and maintaining through every storm an infolding possibility held firm as growing what would be torn down as the buildings shift. Each turn into Susept, until it seems too bright to see, and even then its illustrations only beget to mire, which have dulled the thresholds of Antigone. The longest wait for anything delicate to utter, and so they know to stay near the ford where it has caught their eye to speaking. How a name lights up a room. Peony falls at the foot of the wool cyclops, its scent slowly turning the wool away from each other. Dark and light bristling a divide, silent as the hollow of an empty skull.
Under the tree of proposal, a book loses its margins, writing clean as encyclopedias, a crash of thunder loud enough to hold the pulses still long enough to keep the way lines wandering in a jostling motion. A striped deer with a feathered tail walks swiftly by chewing what small leaves might clear the worms from the roots below. Quiet and attentive, though with a sense of discernment it speaks. Blue meanders weakly, words from the wool cyclops spinning around each gesture, finding no gaze to falter. A geyser springs up as she looks aside, searching for a steady apartment complex to rest her hand on while the pins and needles feeling leaves her legs. She lowers her eyes to her forearms, crying, Why? Why did this happen twice? Why not the pulses repeating, and why not the seeds on shell? Looking at her hands, wondering how her body could be real when she's only looking at them. So much wondering even when the air is not so. A green pulse in the center of the grassland sends the blades to flatten as if to soothe the winds low, near the plain. The sound of them soft enough to speak the winds intent, pulling toward the city, skin mired and empty as an open book felt and only felt, speaking as if it had only itself to express. Wind catching, the weather vanes in the forest and the vines in the city move as if to allow passage, breathing out a hollow sigh which pulls pulse to blue as she begins to gather footfall. Caroling, the fennel goblins begin a ritual of squares and diamonds. Maple seeds, a slumbering shore for the wool astray to gather strands of soma bit between what's walking and what is simply still. Blue utters the word moat quickly, sitting down, recalling time at their plotting unit while a kestrel carries wind nearby as damselflies dance in a distance unfilled. The citizens take turns entering the square and placing a flower on the edge of the fountain. There might have been said to have been every sort of flower present, as it could have been called over the loudspeaker as each one was placed. Fragrance, eat beautiful to their own terms, and quickening pace. The sea outside the city. The one that so perfectly brought the horizon upon the shore, as if trying to reach the moment it was made, flirts with the impression of Soma leaped unto time. 
each wave a threshold crashing upon the shore and soft from afar, with yet no difference to the sea itself, so insistent as it has the right to be. Grasslands Without Time is written and produced by Kate Madera, with artwork by Rachel Amber Longo, and music by Human Nature. Have a cool on Alpinist time.